Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. I'm Mark Levin. Our number, 877 877-381-3811. You know, uh, every day and night here, we prepare very heavily for this program. Numerous, numerous scores of articles. Examination of history, philosophy. Scanning for audio. We work very hard at this. Morning, noon, and night. I'm writing Mr. Producer 2, 3, 4, 6 in the morning, late at night. And I've been struggling here, trying to figure out how to address the lack of morality, the lack of uh, values that I see in our media and in the Democrat Party when it comes to right and wrong and good and evil. And America versus terrorists. I think since the president ordered the killing of this monster, what's come to the fore here is a complete lack of morality in the media and in the Democrat Party. Which I suppose helps to explain why they support abortion after birth. These are not people, for the most part who care about humanity. They care about power. They care about self-aggrandizement. But they really don't care about humanity. They care about putting programs in place that follow a particular ideological format. They don't love this country. They don't even comprehend this country. They have no understanding of this country. So they trash it and they attack it. Now I hope... Wherever you are, whether you're in your car, around the dinner table, still at the office, wherever. That you'll think about what I'm about to say. I've touched on this before. I've written about this before. But I cannot think of another way to communicate. To communicate. That our media... Today, especially, but in the past, has had no morality. And the same applies to the Democrat Party, whether it's slavery or segregation. One of the most inhumane times in history, as I struggle for the words, was during World War II. And the Holocaust. You had human beings 
dragged out of their homes, brutalized, raped, tortured, their babies slammed against walls and killed, and children separated from their mothers, people executed on the spot, their clothes taken, their teeth taken, their hair used, their skin used for lampshades, murdered in the most horrific ways and murdered at a massive level. Concentration camps set up where people were burned to death in ovens or gassed in showers or mass graves shot in the back of the head. Experiments were done on them. And while all this was going on, while the Holocaust was taking place in real time, it was covered up by the New York Times. It was covered up by the Washington Post. It was covered up back then by the mass media. And the most celebrated Democrat to ever be president, Franklin Roosevelt, wanted it covered up. This is the party, this is the media that we're dealing with today. That has absolutely, truly, no soul, no heart. When it comes to this mass murder and what he did to so many people, including Americans and American soldiers, the Suleimani, that they are attacking the President of the United States, who's a hero. Who's a hero? The mass media censored the Holocaust right up until 1944. For the most part, there are little stories here and there, buried here and there. I'm talking about the failure to really inform the American people. The information was known. The Nazis were bragging about it. They weren't trying to hide anything. Foreign correspondents knew about it in Europe. But a Jewish-owned newspaper, the New York Times, didn't want to report about it. A Jewish-owned newspaper, the Washington Post, didn't want to report about it. And the The great Democrat president, Franklin Roosevelt, didn't want them to report about it. These are the same forces at work today. They've learned nothing. They've learned absolutely nothing. They are immoral. They lie. They propagandize. They contrive, they concoct, they push their agenda. And so, as I struggle to try and describe what's taking place in our country today, I revert back to chapter 6 of Unfreedom of the Press. And I'll tell you, I'm not hawking it, don't buy it. Okay, don't buy it. It is the substance I want to get to here. Just as the New York Times betrayed 
tens of millions of people during World War II. The victims, the American people, it does the same today. Soleimani, in large part, is responsible for what has taken place in Lebanon, in the Gaza Strip, in Iraq, in Syria, in Yemen. He has killed more Muslims, except for Xi in China. It's a close match than any human being on the face of the earth. Ninet Omar and Talib attacked the President of the United States. That shows you how much they care. Nancy Pelosi is pushing a resolution to limit the power of the President of the United States to deal with this genocidal regime, rather than a resolution uniting the two parties, uniting the country behind our nation's military. We have Rand Paul and his ilk, the Blame America First crowd, which is basically stealing platitudes from Bernie Sanders and his ilk. They want you to believe that the only choice is appeasement and ostracization or all-out war. And we know that's a lie. This old man, Ron Paul, the newsletters he put out were a disgrace. Many of them were anti-Semitic. No, I'm not saying Rand Paul is. I never have. It's not my point. They bring their ideologies to foreign policy. Foreign policy is not about ideology. So I want to remind you. I want to remind you. That during the Holocaust. The New York Times gave aid and comfort to the Nazis. By helping to cover up the atrocities. By silencing the screams of millions. The Washington Post did the same thing. I challenge any reporter, any editor, to call into this program right now for either of these newspapers to discuss this issue. They monitor this show, but they're cowards. Any of them. Any of them. But the New York Times has done more than that. Before the Holocaust, and I've talked about this, I've written about this, but we've got to pull these, these facts together. 1932. Stalin could not get the peasants in Ukraine to voluntarily give up their farms, give up their land, and join these communes. Which, by the way, starved all the Soviet people, but nonetheless. They resisted. He began to execute them. The Ukrainian farmers and peasants. But he couldn't execute them fast enough. Too many of them. And they were resisting. 
So he decided to wipe them out in mass. So he cut off every potential exit or entry into Ukraine. And he starved them to death. In an 18-month period, estimates of anywhere from 6, 7, 8, 10 million Ukrainians starved to death. Solzhenitsyn, the great Solzhenitsyn, spent a lot of his life in a Soviet gulag. Talked about how they could hear the screams of the Ukrainians trying to break into the gulag in order to get something to eat. But they were shot. The lead reporter in Moscow, who wound up being there for 12 years, was Walter Durante. Walter Durante got a Pulitzer Prize for his reporting on the Soviet Union. Walter Durante was a liar. He was a propagandist. And he filled the news pages of the New York Times with Stalinist and communist propaganda. He denied that Stalin was starving the Ukrainians to death. He said they had a bad harvest. As is to be expected, he wrote. He would also explain that the Soviet-style farming system was actually quite effective. It was a disaster. Other reporters reported for British newspapers who actually went and visited the Ukraine, snuck in and snuck out, said they'd never seen anything like it, 1932-1933. And they said Durrani is a liar. The management at the New York Times had to know that Durrani was a liar. But they kept them there, and they accept the Pulitzer Prize. The New York Times... This history is known, but it's covered up, it's censored. We have a leading Democrat candidate, Bernie Sanders, who's well aware of this history, and yet he gets married and spends his honeymoon in Moscow. He's the most popular candidate on our college campuses today. Our media lacks morality. It lacks virtue. This is why it stands up for a mass murdering terrorist like Soleimani and tries to destroy a patriotic commander-in-chief like Donald Trump. This is why they use the Russian collusion hoax to try and successfully launch a coup against a constitutional elected president. This is why they back a Nancy Pelosi and a Chuck Schumer and the rest. In an unconstitutional impeachment by a rogue, rather small majority in the House, an unconstitutional delay in which the House and Pelosi is blackmailing the Senate, They have no morality. They do not like this country. And they never have. 
I'll be right back. As the new year begins, Hillsdale College thanks you for your loyalty to freedom. Since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of Liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive Imprimus for free every month or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. You know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money. Now, this independence allows the college to focus on its core purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom without government interference. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the rest of the country. Happy New Year from Hillsdale College. And to learn more, visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. The, uh, the evidence of the media, particularly the New York Times, a complicity in covering up the Holocaust is detailed and voluminous. You can read Chapter 6 of Unfreedom of the Press if you would like a synopsis, but a very important synopsis, or you can go directly to several books that have been written on the subject. In 1984, Dr. David Wyman, he wrote a book called The Abandonment of the Jews. The Abandonment of the Jews. It's worth reading. Then we have a uh, Emory University professor, Deborah Lipstadt. She wrote a book on the subject called Beyond Belief. It was the second book on the subject. Then there was a third book on the subject that was written as well. A very, very important book. Three major books by three scholars. And now the New York Times has in its target to destroy the United States. It's sort of the George Soros of the media. That's how I would view the New York Times, sort of the George Soros of the media. And today it had a multi-page spread on the poor Iranian regime and the nasty, nasty Donald Trump. Just appalling, sickening. I'll be right back. You hear me talk about Hillsdale College a lot, about its rigorous classical liberal arts curriculum, about its exceptionally bright and patriotic students. 175 years ago, Hillsdale College was founded with a mission defined by four enduring purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. While many institutions have lost their way, Hillsdale College maintains an unwavering commitment to learning, character, faith, and freedom. I've also talked about the great Dr. Larry Arn, the president of Hillsdale College. He's one of the finest Americans I've ever known. And he explains that these four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, remain inseparable in the activity of education at Hillsdale College. He says, learning is difficult and takes more than talent. It takes hard work, which requires character. Freedom is essential for learning, but it is fragile and constantly under threat, so its principles must be studied by all for the sake of its defense. At Hillsdale, faith and learning are integrated toward God, 
because he is the first authority. Folks, if you've ever wondered why I love Hillsdale College, now you know. Visit hillsdale.edu. That's hillsdale.edu for more information. Hillsdale College, pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. Remember, that's hillsdale.edu, hillsdale.edu. The Mark Levin Show, live and national at 877-381-3811. By the way, the third book, Professor Laurel Leff, L-E-F-F of Northeastern University, formerly a journalist, is called Buried by the Times. Now, if you're in the business of reporting the news... And you choose not to report or to hide the fact of the Holocaust. How is it that you come out of all that as still being the paper of record? The paper that is cited by the left, the paper that is used by other journalists, the paper that is cited by the Democrat Party. How is it that their editorials, like their editorial today, pushing hard the Democrats on impeachment? and conviction of Donald Trump. How is it that that paper has any moral authority whatsoever? Any credibility whatsoever? It's because of groupthink and pack mentality. These people have no morality. You would think after the phony Russia collusion scandal, so-called, there would be mass resignations or firings instead. Zucker is promoted by AT&T. Andrew Lack still has his job over at NBC. Individual hosts at CNN and MSNBC are being promoted. And now they push another libel in our schools, the 1619 founding of America on slavery, which is a bald-faced lie. We have a media in this country that not only rejects freedom of the press, has nothing but contempt for the American citizenry, but is tyrannical in its mentality. Now, I've taken them on in the most comprehensive way of any radio host, or quite frankly, conservative in in America, apart from some groups like our buddy Brent Bozell and his organization, and accuracy in media, but I'm talking about as a single individual. I've dug into their history, because history matters. This is who they are today. Now we're getting initial reports that Iran is firing missiles into Iraq in a location where American troops are housed. So the Democrats running for president, the Democrats running Congress, the Democrats in the media, the Democrat Party press, they're not interested in the lives and well-being of our soldiers. They want to see what Trump does, and whatever Trump does, he will be attacked for. That's exactly what's going on, precisely what's going on. This is who these people, they have no soul. Look into their soul. It's opaque. There is no soul. So there's a missile attack underway by Iran into Iraq. 
We have the forces present to address it. And you're going to have the Bernie Sanders Democrats. You're going to have the code pink Republicans. You're going to have these fraudulent websites. Very few of which I have respect for anymore. Just a handful. They're all about hits and headlines and links. And apparently short pants. They have no soul either. They're not pro-American. They're not patriotic. They're not doing you a service. At all. The modern Democrat Party media views its role as the question the American founding. As the question our founding principles. As the question faith. And the values that come from faith and religion. And so if you're a liberal Democrat and you become president, or a radical Democrat like Obama, there all isn't a question in any of those things because those things are generally undermined under such a presidency. Their role, as they perceive it, is to defend such a presidency and the policies. Nothing about Barack Obama or his life or his family or his finances come close to being examined the way Donald Trump's has. None of his foreign policy decisions have faced the fate that Donald Trump's has. Barack Obama withholds offensive military weaponry from Ukraine for three full years. He defies Congress without consequence. The same party impeaches the President of the United States under one pretext or another. And they say he, for 55 days, he failed to give Ukraine the weapons that they wanted. And yet he did. And yet he has. Twice before in the two previous fiscal years. And Russia wasn't invading Ukraine on Trump's watch. They invaded Ukraine on Obama's watch. Russia didn't annex Crimea on Trump's watch. They annexed Crimea On Obama's watch. Those fake islands in the South China Sea weren't built on Trump's watch. They were built on Obama's watch. The nuclear capacity that North Korea has built wasn't built on Trump's watch. It started on Bill Clinton's watch. And same with China. Trump's not the one who gave $150 billion or authorized it to the regime in Tehran so it could slaughter people and build weapons of mass destruction. Obama did. Trump's not the one who turned his back on our ally Israel. Quite the contrary. He's been the closest ally Israel's ever had in the Oval Office. Obama did that. And Obama voted against the state of Israel and the United Nations. Voting with Russia and China. To the applause. To the applause of every Jew-hating, genocidal maniac in the world. The spread of anti-Semitism in New York City isn't done under the watch of a Republican mayor, a Republican city council. It's done under the watch of a Democrat mayor and a Democrat city council. It's not done under the watch of a Republican governor in New York. It's done under the watch of a Democrat governor. 
the spread of anti-Semitism and anti-Americanism on our college campuses is done under the watchful eye of hardcore leftists and Marxists and Democrats supporting administrators. These colleges aren't under Republican or conservative control. No, not in the least. And the media. Where have the media been? Where have the media been in the rise of anti-Semitism in our Democrat cities? In our Democrat college campuses? Where have they been? Yes. It's an awful, awful thing. The reporting we're getting is a, is a lie either by omission or commission. And it is devastating this country. I just want to repeat, months before Unfreedom of the Press came out and during its promotion, I made the point that the media are not merely a mouthpiece of the Democrat Party. The media are leading the Democrat Party. The media are pushing the Democrat Party. The media, in many respects, are dictating to the Democrat Party. Because it's the same individuals who just choose a different career. Whether they be out of the closet and run as partisan Democrats for office. Out of the closet, getting tenure as professors. Or, out of the closet pretending to be journalists, but are nonetheless Democrat politicians. The incestuous relationship that goes on between media figures and politicians, media figures who've served in government and then go into journalism, some can pull it off, most cannot. Look at every network, heavily populated with Democrats. Democrats who have family members as politicians, Democrats who've been politicians. Look at your main shows. Meet the press, your main Sunday show. Chuck Todd. Chuck Todd actively worked for Tom Harkin, his presidential campaign. Chuck Todd's family, his wife, is a hardcore left-wing Democrat who's active as a consultant. Look at Stephanopoulos. Thoroughly involved in the Clinton campaign, the Clinton administration. I'm surprised he hasn't been drawn into the Me Too movement, given his, his role as the captain of the war room, attacking people like Paula Jones and others. These are two of the big Sunday shows. Look at the cable channels. Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper knows what he is. Jake Tapper was a press secretary to a left-wing congresswoman outside of Philadelphia, Margolis. Jake Tapper was communications official for Handgun Control, Inc. He knows what he is. He knows who he is. So do we. You look at Cuomo. Cuomo comes out of a left-wing Democrat family. His father, his brother, He knows what he is. We all know what he is. Then there are are others. Nicole Wallace, 
Steve Schmidt, Joe Scarborough, and a handful of others. These are Republican malcontents who've now left the party because they say the party left them. They think they're Reagan. They're not. They're paid an enormous amount of money to be liberal Democrats. That's who they are, and that's who the media pick. Here we are, faced with an enemy in Iran, quite frankly, an enemy in China. And what side does the Democrat Party media take? And the Democrat Party? Side of the enemy. And I can promise you, sadly, that whether it's North Korea or China, whether it's Russia or Iran, whether it's ISIS or Al-Qaeda or the Taliban, they desperately want the Democrats to win the presidency, to take the House and take the Senate. The Democrat Party for so long has been a force of evil in this country with a few decades that are exceptions. If you're willing to overlook slavery and segregation, it's a hell of a party. For the media, if you're willing to overlook Stalin's genocide against the Ukrainians and Hitler's Holocaust, the New York Times, the Washington Post, and the rest are a hell of damn good newspapers. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. As the new year begins, Hillsdale College thanks you for your loyalty to freedom. Since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of Liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive Imprimus for free every month or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. You know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money. Now, this independence allows the college to focus on its core purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom without government interference. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the rest of the country. Happy New Year from Hillsdale College. And to learn more, visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. So Iran is firing missiles from Iran into Iraq. The report is tens of missiles, tens of missiles, surface-to-surface missiles. Those are mid-range ballistic missiles, intercontinental missiles. Um, You know, here's the thing. We could blow this country off the face of the earth if we wanted to do it, but we don't operate that way. For Rand Paul, Pat Buchanan and their ilk, Bernie Sanders and the media and their ilk. But we don't do that because we are restrained. Talk about escalation. China and Russia, how do you think they'd be conducting themselves if this was happening to them? Very differently. So the effort to try and paint Trump as irrational, rash, 
uh, that the people around him are uninformed, uh, that it's Trump that's escalating the situation, is propaganda from America-hating media and America-hating Democrats of a long history of doing a lot of evil things in this country. Please keep that in mind. ExpressVPN is the software that I and thousands of my fans use every day to protect our data online. In the time since I started using ExpressVPN, hacking methods have grown more sophisticated. And as an individual internet user, you don't need an IT department, in fact you can't, to protect you from online threats. What you do need is ExpressVPN. I've been talking about ExpressVPN on my show for so long that you already understand why encrypting your network data is so critically important. But some of you, my brothers and sisters, you still haven't acted. I don't know why you're exposed. You might be thinking that security threats don't affect you personally. It's the wrong way to think about this. Not using ExpressVPN is like leaving your front door unlocked every time you go out. Sure, nothing might happen for years, but when a break-in does happen, it's devastating. One of the easiest ways to secure your internet data is with ExpressVPN. You click on one button, it's on your computer or your smartphone, and you're protected. One click. So my only question is, why hesitate? Why not act today? Get ExpressVPN. <clears throat> now visit my special link right now at expressvpn.com mark and get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Protect your internet today with the VPN I trust to keep my data safe. Go to expressvpn.com slash mark to get started. Expressvpn.com slash mark. You remember, Mr. Producer, I remember when there weren't a lot of women in politics. You remember that? You may be too young. There were very few. Great celebrations. Nancy Pelosi's the first woman speaker. And we were told... If women ran things, I remember Barbara Boxer talking like this, Elizabeth Holtzman, some of the older women, I don't mean older today, I mean older back back when, things would run more smoothly, it'd be a better time, there wouldn't be so much arguing going on. Look, look at this Nancy Pelosi. Look at her. She's fascistic in her conduct. She's arrogant. She undermines our constitutional order. Clearly, that was wrong. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. We are monitoring the uh, firing of tens of missiles, that's how it's reported, uh, at uh, an air base or air bases in Iraq from Iran. Cable TV is very excited about this. They feel they get higher ratings now. <clears throat> so well, there is a question, Mr. Producer. Uh, 
there is a question whether the expansion of so-called news into some of these new areas have helped the country or hurt the country, because since it's mostly propaganda and pseudo-events. One day we'll get into that when I'm free to do so. Joe Biden was with Orrin Hatch on ABC's This Week in August 4, 1996. 23 and a half years ago. August 4, 1996. Senator Biden, Senator Orrin Hatch. Listen to this. Cut 10, go. Well, I don't know, but the fact is, it looks, like there's, they are. it looks like there's... So you want to know what they, they do? Be. It's yes. an act of war. I'll give you the last word. Stop, 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 stop. So you hear the cross talk. Iran attacked U.S. service barracks in Dahrain. And you heard Biden in the background said it's an act of war if they do it. Now let's start from the top again. Cut 10, go. Well, I I don't know, but the fact is, it looks, the like it looks like there's. So you want to know like what they, they do? May it's it's an, an act of war. war give you the last word. Sure. And they yield their sovereignty to do. Wiretaps won't change that. An and act you, of war. It's an act and of so war. The United That's States right. does it could what? take whatever action it deems appropriate. Did you hear that? Of course, you heard Sam Donaldson being the knucklehead that he is. But Biden said, "It's an act of war." They yield their sovereignty if they are. It's an act of war. The United States could take whatever action it deems appropriate. Joe Biden today says the opposite. Because Joe Biden stands for nothing. He's a, he's a chameleon. He's a chameleon. Mitch McConnell at a press conference today about the raid on Osama bin Laden. And how he was informed about it. Or was he? Cut eight. Go. The other day I, I noticed some of the um, gang of eight complaining about not having prior notice of the strike. Let, let me remind everybody. I've been in a gang of eight during the Obama years. Uh, when Osama bin Laden was taken out, I was not told in advance. I was called by the vice president afterwards. Uh, my reaction to it was congratulations. You did the right thing. And as Joe Lieberman pointed out in the Wall Street Journal yesterday, where's the applause? Where is the applause on the other side for the demise of one of the most heinous killers who ever stalked the earth? This guy was the worst of the worst. Where is the bipartisan applause for eliminating this threat? It's not going to happen because the Democrat Party now has lurched hard left. It is Bernie Sanders' Moscow Party. The media, it's caught up with the media. The New York Times was always sympathetic to Stalin and censored uh, Hitler's mass elimination of the Jews. So when you look at history and you apply it to what's going on today, it's really not that... Surprising, and yet for those of us who love this country and have a heart and a soul, it is deplorable. So there you just heard what McConnell said. Have you seen this on any cable show, Mr. Producer? That's from C-SPAN. We got that from C-SPAN. So the Gang of Eight was not alerted when Osama bin Laden was taken out, and probably shouldn't have been alerted. 
because it could have been leaked. You go ahead and you take your action and then you inform Congress. Joe Biden said in 1996, can you tell me where you found this? Is the Washington Free Beacon? Amazing. That if you attack our barracks, that if Iran attacks our service barracks, they yield their sovereignty. It's an act of war. I'm quoting him. The United States could take whatever action it deems appropriate. Are American military lives less valuable today than they were 23 and a half years ago? Joe Biden cannot be trusted as a commander-in-chief. None of these Democrats can. The problem with Bernie Sanders is he'd be siding with Russia all the time. Now, I want you to listen to Bernie Sanders yesterday, speaking of the Red Devil. Cut 13, go. But this guy is, you know, was as bad as he was an official of the Iranian government. And you unleash then if China does that. You know, if Russia does that, you know, Russia has been implicated under Putin with assassinating dissidents. So let's stop here. This is this is the nature of the argument. You either go to war with every regime or you don't do anything. Now, is that what presidents do? You go to war with every regime or you don't go. You don't take military action against any regime. This is what I mean about ideology has no place in foreign policy and national security. It's prudence. One of the reasons you don't attack China is they'll shoot some nuclear missiles into our cities. One of the reasons you don't attack Russia is the same reason. Iran can be treated in a different way. It's a different factual situation. Now, Bernie Sanders knows this, but he doesn't care. He's an ideologue. He knows Marxism doesn't work. He doesn't care. He's an ideologue. So now we should assassinate Putin or people around Putin? Xi, people around Xi? And if we're not willing to go that far, then we couldn't take out this Islamo-Nazi involved in attacking our embassy? This is the kind of idiocy you get. And you hear this sort of stuff from the Code Pink Republicans as well. Cut 14, go. You called it an assassination. Michael Bloomberg, fellow presidential candidate, said that that was, quote, an outrageous thing to say. I wanted to give you the opportunity to And I'll tell you why it's an outrageous thing to say before we hear from Bernie the Red. This Islamo-Nazi was an unlawful enemy combatant under international law. It means the rules of law, the war of law, the law of... The laws that apply the war do not apply to him. It was also on the battlefield. It was also involved in endless, provable examples of terrorism. It's not an assassination. The, the correspondent for Fox, when he started reporting on this, said repeatedly it was an assassination. I noticed today he stopped saying that. I guess he is self-corrected. Because even technically... It's not an assassination. When you kill an enemy combatant on the battlefield. So let's stop playing that game. But if you hate America, if you want to put things in the worst light, you want to create a narrative 
then you keep saying it's an assassination. And so that's what Bernie Sanders does. Go ahead. You called it an assassination. Michael Bloomberg, fellow presidential candidate, said that that was, quote, an outrageous thing to say. I wanted to give you the opportunity to respond to that. No, I think it was an assassination. I think it was in violation of international law. Okay, it's not an assassination. It's not a violation of international law. He's an unlawful enemy combatant. It doesn't matter. None of it matters to Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders hates this country. He hates our economic system. He hates the private sector. He hates law enforcement. He hates the military. And he wants to fundamentally transform and fundamentally destroy this country and everything it stands for. And so do many of the members at the leadership level of the Democrat Party. That's why I say the Democrat Party today hates America. Go ahead. Was a bad news guy, but he was a ranking official of the Iranian. uh, So was Himmler. So was Hess. So was Goebbels. Ranking officials. What does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do with anything? But listen to this montage, this media freakout over Soleimani's death. Hat tip newsbusters. Cut 15. Go. Here we are in the assassination business again. Do you think that the assassination, as you put it, of General Soleimani was against international law? Is there a new deviancy in the American culture that we now support murder killing of political leaders? Millions of Iranians mourn the death of Qasem Soleimani today. A stunning show of solidarity. The supreme leader of Iran weeping and praying over a coffin draped in the Iraqi flag. He was such a legendary figure, raised not only in terms of what he actually did, but mythologically. Suggesting the world is a safer place this morning, you would be hard-pressed to find people in this region who buy this. To assassinate him, do they think that's going to make us safer? One reckless act by the American president. Did the president make a major mistake? Do you believe there was an imminent threat from Iran? Do we have reason to trust what this administration says? Prove it. Donald Trump still has no idea how much. Uh, This is going to dial up uh, conflict in the Middle East. Did he just make a decision to keep himself alive politically that put us and our families at moral risk? Our troops will be put in danger because of the vanity of Donald Trump. This is a massive escalation. An irreversible path to all-out war with Iran. Blood will be spilled, American blood, because of it. This is what happens when you have a president who proudly goes with his gut, leaving the government scrambling to retrofit with no clear policy objectives. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. These are media personalities. Do they sound that way to you? Sound like reporters to you? Many of them are former Democrats. Many of them are Democrats and leftists who never served, but families have served in government. Others have never served in government, but they're nonetheless leftists. MSNBC and CNN, tell me, where is a single, if you're going to play the politics, there will be at least some diversity, where are the conservative hosts on CNN and MSNBC? There aren't any. Not one. There are liberals in the Fox newsroom. I could call them out by name, but I won't. Because I've been told I must not. Now let's listen to the montage of the Democrats attacking Trump. 
for killing Solomon. See if he can tell a difference. Hat tip Fox News. Cut 16. Go. Tragically, his actions now put us on the path to another war. He's been erratic and unsuccessful in almost every previous foreign policy endeavor. This one is the most dangerous of all. We are not safer today than we were before Donald Trump acted. We seem to have accomplished what Soleimani was trying to do but couldn't. So in death, he's actually accomplished his goal. Picking out a bad guy is not a good idea unless you are ready for what comes next. This is and was an enormous escalation. Can you tell the difference between the Democrats running for president and the Democrats in the media? The answer is no. And so what you're going to hear all night, what you're already hearing on cable and elsewhere, is the escalation caused by the killing of Soleimani. The escalation. Unbelievable. Unbelievable that our enemy gets this kind of American press and support from the Democrat Party. You folks who are listening to this program, you're not all conservatives, you're not all Republicans. I hope you're really thinking about this now. The Democrat Party is incapable of keeping this nation safe. The Democrat Party puts its own interests and power before everything else. And when you think about it, it always has. It always has. It's an appalling situation that we're in. Absolutely appalling. Mike Pompeo had a press conference at the State Department today. It was absolutely outstanding. His knowledge of the issue is unbelievable. But I want you to listen to Andrea Mitchell over there at MSLSD. And how she questions Pompeo. Cut nine, go. Uh, Defense Secretary Esper has made it clear that he would not follow an order to hit a cultural site would would be a war crime. I'm wondering what, whether you would also push back in your advice. Now, let, 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 let's stop this. So hitting a cultural site in Iran would be a war crime. Did you hear that, Mr. Producer? Would this be the same media and the same Democrats who want to pull down our statues? Would this be the same media and the same Democrat Party that wants to censor our books and attack the American culture, the good, the bad, and the ugly? Isn't this what the debate's been about? We have this Governor Northam now, all of a sudden he's a leftist. He's figured out how to, how to stay in office and get the support of the editorial page of the New York Times. He wants to pull down the Robert E. Lee statue in the Virginia Capitol. Of course, that's not a war crime, is it? That is a great act. So destroying American culture, I'm not saying support Robert E. Lee. It's part of American culture. Societies have cultures. And they're not all good. Everything's not perfect. Human beings aren't perfect. But you don't start knocking down statues... Do you? No, only in America you do, but definitely not in Iran. No, no, no. Don't hit cultural sites in Iran. You can destroy the American culture, not the Iranian. Go ahead. 
your in your role. Uh, You're not really secondly, wondering, Andrea. <laughs> You're not really wondering. I was unambiguous on Sunday. It is completely consistent with what the president has said. No, uh, we, will, we, will take, we will take every action we take will be consistent with the international rule of law, and uh, you, you, the American people can rest assured that that's the case. Let me tell Andrea, you it's the- too bad you weren't as aggressive with Obama when he was given almost $2 billion to, to a terrorist regime. And he went into the Iran deal and, uh, and was part of the deal that gave them $150 billion. It too, it's too bad you weren't concerned about that. I'll be right back. Lovin. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. So, ladies and gentlemen, the Democrats on TV tonight, both as hosts and guests, need evidence that the threat from Iran was actually imminent before we killed the Islamo-Nazi. Imminent. They've been attacking us for 40 years. They've been having their way for 40 years. What are they talking about? They want ICBMs with nuclear warheads. This is mind-boggling. What evidence do they want? And I'm going to tell you this. The Democrat Party and the media are in no position to lecture this president or the American people about any of this. Since I hold them in part responsible for funding the Iran terrorist war machine. The Democrat Party, the Obama administration, with the support, if not the prodding, of the media are responsible for helping to fund the Iranian terrorist war regime. I'll be right back. If you turn off your radio and open the window, you can probably hear him straight from the studio. Call Mark Levin at 877-381-3811. Tell me, does it get any lower than this? You know what the FARS news agency is, Mr. Bedus? I wouldn't be surprised if you don't. It's the Iranian state-run news, right? Even though they deny it, of course. So there's footage from the FARS news agency of their missiles airborne, doesn't look like that many, but their missiles airborne uh, allegedly aimed at American bases in Iraq. And the American media keeps using state-run 
Iranian FARS news footage. I mean, it's, it's, it's shocking. They're getting their news and their news footage, in many respects, from Iran. And now we hear that they've targeted at least two U.S. military bases. I don't know where the American media gets this from. I just don't trust them anymore. You know? Independent news, America. Just, just really, really. I mean, I mean, the standards are non-existent. It's they got to be first. They got to get the most viewers, the most hits. So now Iranian state-run news agency footage is being played all over the American media. Whatever happened to patriotism in this country? Do the media not have any? They claim this is news. Running propaganda from Iran, that's news. Even if it's accurate, why would you run, excuse me, FARS news agency footage? Because that's all they have. And they're looping it. They're playing it over and over and over and over again. Just in case you missed it. Just in case you missed it. Shocking. Or is it? It's a new year. Many of us have a list of resolutions we hope to achieve. Maybe it's losing some weight or getting some sleep. Maybe it's to add more money to your budget. If that's the case, and you're a homeowner, I know just the people to help American financing. They're salary-based mortgage consultants. They don't operate off commissions. They get a salary. They can help lower your interest rate or access cash to pay off high-interest debt, potentially saving you thousands of dollars or more a month. That's right, $1,000 or more a month. Only takes a 10-minute conversation to get started. Never any upfront or hidden fees. There's no pressure, no obligation either. At American Financing, they work for you. Creating a custom loan with incredible terms and fast closings. With rates so low right now, you should really take advantage of them. You may even be able to postpone two mortgage payments. 888-900-1828. That's their number. 888-900-1828. 888-900-1828. Or you can go online to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So, are you seeing what I'm seeing, Mr. Producer? Mr. Call Screener? The same video for the last 20 or 30 minutes, over and over and over. You would think a thousand missiles have been fired, wouldn't you? And now Iran's Revolutionary Guards confirms firing rockets at U.S. facilities in Iraq. We already know that. U.S. intelligence knows it too. Now here's the thing. The American media and the American Democrats, they're sitting on the edge of their chairs, not because Iran has fired surface-to-surface missiles at American bases in Iraq. Because they want to know what Trump's going to do. And if Trump's reaction is going to be, quote-unquote, proportional. Or is Trump going to escalate? They now use the word 
Trump's escalatory actions. Escalatory. So they're waiting. What will Trump do? Not, look at these Iranian Islamo-Nazi regime bastards and what they did. No, no, it's a, what's Trump going to do? He brought us to this point of war already. How dare he kill Soleimani and defend the American embassy in Iraq from unprovoked attacks by Iranian surrogate terrorists? How dare Trump do that? He's no better than Bush. He's no better. He is. He's a warmonger. He's a warmonger. Wanting to kill brown and black people. That's what he's doing. That's Trump. He's got no strategy. He didn't tell Congress in advance. What else have they said? The people around him are uninformed. They're rats in his brain, I think I read some op-ed in the New York Times. Rats in his brain. My God. And then we have the morning schmo and Mrs. Schmo. Look at this. He's now, he's now broke open a, a hornet's nest. Hornets flying all over the place. Hornet's nest. He doesn't even know what he's doing. has no idea. Here's a guy that just wiped out a man with absolute perfection and precision. And the thing is, it was a limited strike. A limited strike. But Congress is suddenly very concerned about this. They weren't concerned about Obama, excuse me, uh, bin Laden. They weren't concerned about 2,800 bombs that Obama dropped on Syria. Or, no, that's okay. They weren't concerned, the Democrats, about Benghazi. Thought that investigation was political. May I please ask the cable news channels to cut it out? Stop playing the FARS news agency video of a handful of the Iranian missiles up in the sky over and over and over and over again. Would you please stop hyping this stuff and just report the damn news? My God! Unbelievable. Just incredible. All right, let's take a call. Mr. Producer, who do you recommend here? On the Levin app, Jeff in North Carolina. Go right ahead, please. Hey, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, hey, I just wanted to share with you um, uh, the time I spent over there. I was on a, on a base. It was Balad, not far from Al-Assad. And it was routine, at night especially, that rockets and mortars would come in all the time. Uh, I remember the first time it happened when I got there, and I dove into a bunker. Me and another fella, and one one seasoned guy come by, and he said, what are you doing? I said, well, rockets and mortars. And he said, yeah. He said, they're going over our head. They're not going to hit us. Don't worry about it. So we got out. and after, You know, as time goes on, you just get used to it. And it was routine. Uh, if it got really bad, 
I remember the first time the Apaches come flying over, and those guys that were outside the fence, well, whatever happened to them, I don't know, but they got busy. Swiss cheese, or maybe Iranian cheese. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, finally they put those uh, the phalanx systems in, and uh, I would imagine they got them at Al-Assad. I'm sure they, I mean, this was back in 2006 when I left, and they put those phalanx systems in. We called them R2-D2 units because that's well, what they Let me tell like. you something, sir, and thank you for your service. I appreciate it. Our media have no idea what's going on. They keep playing this FARS, the Iranian state TV video. Uh, they have no, <laughs> no idea what's going on on these bases. Uh, they don't really have a presence anywhere. They're reporting from New York and Washington most of the time, or maybe they'll have a correspondent in Baghdad or Jordan or Tel Aviv or Jerusalem. They really right now have no idea. So they're waiting for governments to tell them what's going on, the Iranian government, the American government. And, of course, uh, as they play this video and as they uh, write, as they speak of confirmation from the Iranian government, they never question the Iranian government's information. They only question America's information. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Well, what's going on is uh, Iran has to respond, and they're responding right now. They're, ha they're throwing a temper tantrum. They're responding, but I think the leadership is in Iran with their fingers crossed, open to God, they don't kill anybody, because then they, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be in a, have a problem. And the Democrats in America already are preparing their press releases, aren't they, sir? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, and the I first don't... sentence starts with attacking Donald Trump, doesn't it? No matter what happens now, no matter what he does or doesn't do, it's about Donald Trump. Their press releases will be about Donald Trump. And, of course, just as they wrap their unconstitutional impeachment in the Constitution, they'll wrap their concern for the American military in what is not their concern for the American military. To this at all, it's routine. It's it's nothing. I would not respond to this at all. All right. Well, we don't have all the facts, actually, and if it's not routine, I think they're going to get slammed. If it's routine, it's routine. Thank you for your service, my friend. Much appreciated. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. What's about you, everybody? Because uh, if you let the media go nuts, you'll go nuts with the media. The Department of Defense has put out a statement uh, on the Iranian ballistic missile attacks in Iraq just now. A statement from Assistant to the Secretary of Defense for Public Affairs, Jonathan Hoffman, at approximately 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time on January 7 today. Iran launched more, launched more than a dozen ballistic missiles against U.S. military and coalition forces in Iraq. Clear that these missiles were launched from Iran and targeted at least two Iraqi military bases, hosting U.S. military and coalition personnel at al-Assad and Erbil. We're working on initial battle damage assessments. Recent days and in response to Iranian threats and actions, Department of Defense has taken all appropriate measures to safeguard our personnel and partners. These bases have been on high alert due to indications that the Iranian regime planned to attack our forces and interests in the region. As we evaluate the situation and our response, we will take all necessary measures to protect and defend U.S. personnel. 
uh, partners and allies in the region. Due to the dynamic nature of the situation, we will continue to provide updates as they become available. <clears throat> Iran's guards advise U.S. to withdraw its troops from the region. And of course, that's being promoted by the media along with the constant Iranian state TV FARS news agency pictures of their 12 missiles airborne over. And now it's been almost 45, 50 minutes, Mr. Producer, that they keep playing the same video. You see, the Iranians have an advantage in this regard, as do the, the Fatah and Hamas Palestinian terrorists, as do the Hezbollah terrorist surrogates of Iran and all of our enemies, the American media and the American Democrat Party. Because they continue to use the narrative to attack the president and to basically attack our own country. These, these comments, and we talked about it last night, where they say things like, you know, this is, these people are horrible, what they're doing, what they've done to us. But, 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 fill in the blank, but. You ought to send a letter to your member of Congress. I'll tell you how. Let's face it. Most New Year's resolutions are hard to keep. Get more exercise, save more money. I have a resolution that's easy to keep. Stop wasting time going to the post office. And use Stamps.com instead. With Stamps.com, you can do anything you do at the post office right from your computer. Plus, Stamps.com gives you something you can't get at the post office. Big discounts on postage. Folks, this is very important. I don't know why people go to the post office anymore. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. Now, once your mail is ready, just hand it to your mail carrier or drop it in a mailbox or put it in your own mailbox. It's that simple. With Stamps.com, you get five cents off every first-class stamp and up to 40% off priority mail. (coughs) Excuse me. Now, that's a big deal. So give yourself a resolution. You can actually keep this here. Stop going to the post office. Instead, go to stamps.com. No risk. And with my promo code, it's a good one, Bunker. You get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital schedule. Let me repeat that. Use my promo code, Bunker, B-U-N-K-E-R. Get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, type in the word BUNKER. That's stamps.com promo code BUNKER. Stamps.com promo code BUNKER. Mr. Producer, you know how to do this. Never go to the post office again. Now, if you're a Democrat, remember the media, what would you do? Not that Iran shot at least a dozen missiles at two U.S. military bases in Iraq. What would you do? Well, first of all, you'd be putting out a press release prepared to attack the president. Right? He, uh, look at this. Look what the president did. This is escalatory. The president's actions in defending our embassy... We're escalatory. Oh, shove it. Oh, no, no. They're escalatory. 
Oh, okay. And this we have to hear from Bernie the Red, a Marxist pro-Moscow throwback. It's incredible. All right, Mr. Producer, who shall I speak to now, please? WBOB, the Bob, Don in Florida. How are you, sir? Good afternoon. Good evening, Mark. How are you? Very well, um, thank you. The fact that they're firing their tens of missiles just tells us how, how relevant that this, this jerk was. I'm reading about Operation Vengeance, 1943 Solomon Islands. The United States shoots down Yamamoto, the Supreme Commander of the Japanese Navy, in revenge for Pearl Harbor. Here's the news article in one of the American papers. American intelligence breaks the Japanese code and death resulted for Admiral Yamamoto. Yamamoto was a man who boasted he would dictate peace in the White House. Yamamoto died in a flaming Japanese bomber over the Solomons. And then it goes on and says, and another uh, plane uh, tore into his companion and gave the second enemy bomber a long burst. It's, you feel like you're at, they were on our side at one point, at least wherever, the, wherever this paper was. I read an article about the same account. Wait, did the, they say it was escalatory? No, no, I, I don't know it existed back in 1943. But I read the Nippon Times. The Times has a picture of Yamamoto, Nippon, Japan, obviously. And it says, uh, Yamamoto dies a hero. Gallant death. I'm thinking, that's MSNBC today. Tell me, did the uh, did the American media have pictures of uh, of millions of Japanese in the street uh, celebrating? Uh, I mean, uh, excuse me, uh, at a uh, funeral procession for their hero. Mark, it had pictures of the American standing around his burning plane with mm. rubble on the ground. It was when we cared about patriotism and, and American. All these Dems should go to the World War II Museum. In, in Louisiana. And if you don't come out of there with a sense of patriotism... No, all the Dems should go to Tehran and enjoy that magnificent utopian society. All right, my friend, thank you for your call. We'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877 How to explain during the break, as I watch the different channels, they create a narrative, they create an atmosphere. The brink of war type atmosphere. Now, ladies and gentlemen, to be perfectly honest with you, the greatest threat America faces is Red China. That's the greatest threat we face. And lately, there's been a lot of analyses by experts that indicate in a head-to-head war with China be very tough. I'm just telling you, a head-to-head war with Iran would not be so tough if it is fought correctly. But that's not in the cards. That's not what this president is about. Remember, I talked about the Trump Doctrine. Trump's not sending a quarter million troops 
into the Middle East. No, he, if he has to, he would. And the enemy has to know that. But that's not what he's doing. That's not what he's done. That's not how they've positioned our forces. And so we get this sort of bizarre schizophrenia from our media and the Democrats. Who on the one hand say they don't want escalatory activity. On the other hand, they seem to be rooting for an all-out war, don't they? It's really quite amazing. Now, we're almost an hour into the FARS news agency, which is Iranian state-run TV, putting out its video of these airborne missiles, of which there were no more than 12, according to the most current intelligence from the United States government. And they keep playing it to the American media on American television. And American media, they'll say, hey, look, we're just reporting the news. No, you're not reporting the news. You're regurgitating what's being given to you by the enemy. No, Ron is the enemy. They've told us for 40 years of the enemy. They've kidnapped our people. They've killed our people. You wouldn't know it because not one of these damn networks has talked to any family that has been victimized by the Islamo-Nazi regime. Not one that I can tell. So what we get are a lot of these <clears throat> hosts, commentators, guests, pounding their chests, going on and on about their theories and what their hopes are and are not. And that's not news. That's not news at all. And I'm telling you right now, in the offices of the Senate Democrats and the House Democrats, they're sitting there poised at their keyboards, their speechwriters and or their PR people, with press releases and statements. Not because they, in earnest, are studious about getting the facts and defending your country, our country but because they're poised to attack the president, no matter what he does, no matter the outcome. Period. That's, what's, that's what we're facing. Let's go to Moses, the great WABC. How are you? I'm doing great, Mark. It's great to talk to you, my friend. Happy New Year. You too, brother. All right, Mark. So the one thing I have to say, because you know what? I'm an Iraq veteran myself. I served in, I served in 06 to 07 with the Marine Corps. And just watching what's going on right now, I think it's disgusting that right now the number one ally, uh, ally of the Iranian government is the Democrat Party and their media allies. Because right now they are giving them the biggest propaganda win that they've ever had in history because of the hatred they have for this president. I think it's insane. Because right now you have the Democratic Party that are playing this euphemism game, right? Because Soleimani has been designated a terrorist by the United Nations and the EU going back 15 years. He's also been designated a terrorist by our country, and he's also been sanctioned to remain in Iran. He's not allowed to leave. He was in Iraq, not delivering sugar to his neighbor. He was out there planning the attack of an embassy and also planning the attack that killed an American citizen and four of, and wounded four others. And what's insane, just the fallacy that these people on the left and the, and the Democrats have, is that they want us to be a strong punching bag. And now, whether you, no matter what you think about this commander-in-chief, for the first time, we're now a sparring partner with our enemies. And they don't know how to, how, how to react to that. 
You know, it's insane the reaction that we're getting. And just like what you were saying before, how right now, it's, I'm, I'm just seeing these rocket attacks. But when I was overseas, this was happening almost every other day. It's a normal thing. You know, mm-hmm. the military can handle it. And I can't stand how these people, they try to minimize. Like, listen, when I joined the Marine Corps back in 2003, I knew what I was signing up for. The same way a cop, when he becomes a SWAT team member, he knows what he's doing. I'm also a firefighter. I know that my job is to run into a burning building when everybody is running out. You know, we know what we signed up for. That's our mission. That's our job. That's what we train for. And I don't need anybody telling me that they need to feel sorry for me for the job that I did. They need to support me no matter who the commander-in-chief is. Well, you're terrific. And let me say this to you, Moses, this Democrat Party. When I think of supporting the United States military, I don't think of the Democrat Party in Congress. Do you? Not at all. Not and when I think when I think of supporting the cops who've had the, had to deal with nine eleven and the rest on regular days, which are crime infested enough, I don't think of the Democrat Party supporting the cops. Do you? Not today. And when I think of judges who are Democrats, most of them who are Democrats, when I think of law and order and keeping criminals in prison, I don't think of Democrat judges most of the time. Do you? Not at all. So how is it that they want to protect the American people? When they under Obama, we had this, this, this balancing act where if you cut a dollar from food stamps, you had to cut a dollar from the United States military. Does that sound like a party, any people who care about national security? Sounds like another type of enslavement. It sounds insane. So uh, anyway, Moses, thank you for your service and your call, my friend. You take care of yourself. Very edifying. Who's next, Mr. Producer? WABC, Edmund in New York. Go! Uh, Mr. Levine, uh, you are a patriot. I appreciate you. I wish there were many more of you. I'm an Iranian citizen, and I want to tell you that not all the Iranians are supporting this idiot. We appreciate uh, uh, President Trump and what he is doing. There are millions of Iranians that have been uh, held hostage by the Iranian government. The ones that you see coming out in the funeral by the millions, these are all associated with, with the government. They're teachers, they work in the bank, they work in government agency. If they don't come out, they get fired or worse. So uh, what you see is deceiving. Iranian people are not behind this government. This government is murderous and has killed so many Iranians, has jailed so many Iranians. I just want you to be clear about that. Uh, We stand behind uh, President Trump and we wish him luck. Well said, my friend, and thank you very, very much. Which reminds me, this weekend, this past weekend, I was at a flea market. I go to those now and then. And... uh, an Iranian couple, I didn't know at the time, they came up to me, Mr. Levin, Mr. Levin, or great one, great one, which is always a little embarrassing. I turned around and said, hey. And they, they were selling at the flea market, as were a number of people. And they said, thank you. I said, thank me for what? He said, we are Jews and we are Iranians. And we fled to the United States because of this regime. And we would have lost our lives. And we want to thank you for speaking out against this regime, 
The Iranian people do not support this regime. And ladies and gentlemen, if the Iranian people did support this regime, why don't they have a vote? I don't mean one of those state-run votes, you understand. The Iranian people are being abused. That is a police state. In fact, on Twitter, there was a Washington Post reporter that retweeted an outrageous photo. They had a photo of the streets (laughs) filled with a million or two million people at the Islamo-Nazis funeral procession, I guess it was. And then they took it and showed it next to a photo of the president's inauguration crowd. And they wanted to show, look, this is bigger than that. And what they showed was the opposite. (laughs) A free people gathering for an inauguration of a duly elected constitutional president, which, of course, the Democrats don't support. And then a people who are oppressed, many forced to go to the streets, or many who work for the oppressive government in the streets. In the Washington Post, this reporter didn't get the fact of what she was actually showing. It wasn't the numbers. It was the societies, the comparison, a free people and an unfree people. I'll be right back. Mark Ted Cruz is scheduled to be on the program at the bottom of the hour. He was scheduled for several days, and he will be here, I understand. and be a very, very interesting discussion. I see we have a conga line of guests on cable TV, Mr. Producer, who are trashing America and America's defense of America. It's shocking to me. It's shocking to me. Let us go to Raphael, Los Angeles, California, 8.70 a.m., The Answer, where we are live and national. Go. Uh, Hi, uh, Mark. This is very interesting that you are doing a fantastic job, and I appreciate it. But I am Jewish that I fled from Iran, and I want you to do that. This regime was brought with Carter and England. And Carter was stupid enough to lose a good ally of the United States. I agree and with you. England is, and England is ripping off this country, Iran, and he's teaching all the Mullahs what to do. And until England wants, they're going to keep that regime. Who is England, you say? England, yes, England. They are, they are conducting all this scenario in Iran. I think President I, I don't think that's correct. I mean, England just sent some of its uh, Royal Navy into the area to back up the United States should the United States decide some kind of a coalition activity is necessary. That's, that's only the show. I saw Nikki Haley talking against Iran and the ambassador of England in United Nations told Nikki Haley, don't talk about it, we like to keep this regime. Don't talk about changing the regime. Well, I agree with you there. I mean, all of Europe and the Democrats in our country and the uh, news media have the same view. All right, my friend, I appreciate your call very much. Jose in Tennessee, the great WWTN, go. 
Hey, uh, Mr. Levin, thanks uh, for taking my call. Yes, sir. And uh, I've learned a lot listening to your show in the last year, a lot. Thank you. And, and I just want to say, you know, as uh, uh, you know, when my parents brought us to this country, we, we left a communist country to come here. Which country? One of the th- uh, Cuba, when we left right. Cuba. Yep. And uh, one of the things, one of the things that has shocked me, and has been a lot of. Uh, By the way, Obama and the Democrats kind of like Castro's Cuba. They, man, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. When 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 Obama started doing what they did, it took the wind out of so many people and the hope out of so many people thinking that you know they've been wanting freedom for all these years, and all of a sudden, you know, Obama goes over there, and they, uh, you know, it, what he did to those people is to tell them like, you know, you're screwed. You know, mm-hmm. and, and and our media, the media in this country, you know, think about these people in, in Iran that have been wanting freedom in mm-hmm. China and all over the world. And they watch our media uh, act like they're the voice of our country. And that's what they hear over there. And they're just buddying up to socialism, communism, to these, to these disgusting dictators and terrorists. The media, the media does very little coverage of the freedom fighters in Hong Kong trying to defend their uh, their liberty and their lives. The media does almost no coverage of the slaughter of the Muslims by the red Chinese government and Xi, the Uyghurs, among others, taking place in China, and the Christians, I might add, too. Uh, They've done almost no coverage of what's going on in the interior of Iran. Uh, I don't hear from the LGBTQ organizations either. As a matter of fact, uh, you would think America is hostile to those folks. No, it's actually Iran who kills them. Um... These repressive genocidal regimes do not get the intention that they deserve in the right way. And then, of course, uh, it was historic when uh, Obama opened up channels to Cuba, which, of course, is a police state. And uh, it's just uh, it's what I started off with the program. The, The media in this country has no morals. It has no virtue. They have no virtue. They have a a horrific history, modern history of covering up genocide and covering up the Holocaust and lying to the American people. And they're doing exactly that tonight. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Thank you, Mr. Levin. Jose, thank you, sir. Take care of yourself. Scott on the Mark Levin app in Utah. Romney country? Oh, no. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. So thanks thanks for taking my call. You bet. My head's about to explode, not by watching... CNN or MSNBC, of course you know what you're going to get there. I've heard more Republicans, people that consider themselves conservatives, you call them code pink Republicans, wringing their hands, upset, really, I mean, unbelievably. I'm talking some pretty mainstream people on Fox. I won't say who they are. We all know who they are. People that said that we were, when John Bolton left office, they said lives were saved. And I think Mm -hmm. it's scurrilous for them to demean these people that just want to protect our homeland. Why do we always start off by saying we don't want to have one more life uh, life lost over there? We cannot go to war. We can't send ground troops. I'm not. Nobody's saying we're going to send ground troops, but why do we start with that as, why don't we just not tell everybody what we're going to do? Why because just- they're cowing people. You must be a warmonger. And anything that's taken place in Americans' past history that didn't go right or wasn't perfect is on your hands if you're a warmonger. What, what kind of strategy is telling people what we can't do? Maybe Iran needs to think we might send ground troops. Maybe that's a good point. Avoid it. It's a good Maybe point. Maybe they'll stop doing what they're doing if they think we're going to come all, you know, 
full steam ahead. If, just, if, if the Iranians watch American TV, we're in deep trouble. Well, but it's mainly the conservatives, and hopefully you can reach out to some of your friends. Listen, uh, nobody's done more to talk about Code Pink Republicans within the confines of my contractual restrictions than I. Nobody. Nobody. And we all know what I'm talking about, don't we? Yes. Well, there's nothing else I can personally do about it. Please. All right, my friend. How much time do I have, Rich? Oh, 30. Sorry, pal. I didn't mean to cut you off. Doing the best I can, folks, which I think is better than everybody else, or better than most. I'll be right back. Yes, it's true that Mark Levin is the fastest growing radio show in America. The Mark Levin Show is on at 877-381-3811. Senator Ted Cruz, how are you, sir? Mark, I'm doing very well. How about yourself? Doing very, very well. So we have this uh, looping of the Iranian FARS TV news agency uh, and the uh, airborne, I think there are 12 missiles or so that they fired uh, at two United States bases, according to most recent reports. Yeah. What is your attitude toward this? Well, listen, Iran is a very dangerous place. The, the most significant na- national security threat America faces is the threat of a nuclear Iran. And Soleimani, who we just took out, was the most dangerous terrorist in the world. And he had been leading uh, the Quds forces in, in, in Iran for decades. He had been designated by the United States government. He had been designated by the United Nations as, as a terrorist. Uh, according to the U.S. Department of Defense, he's directly responsible for the deaths of at least 603 U.S. servicemen and women. And so taking him out made America safer. Now we're seeing a response from Iran and a, and, and a military response firing missiles, as I understand it from the early reporting, from Iranian territory directly into U.S. bases. Uh, we'll see what the consequences are. But, but, but Iran, the Ayatollah, Khamenei is a radical theocratic zealot, uh, and he's attacking America. And he has been a anti-American theocratic zealot since since he assumed power, and 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 since as the dictator of Iran, stopping Iranian terrorists from killing Americans is a good thing. Now, let me throw in one caveat: that does not mean we are headed towards a land war in the Middle East. Nobody wants to see that, and we're not going to see that. And so some of the reaction online, some of the reaction by Washington Democrats, some of the hysteria about we're headed to World War III, that, that's not accurate. That's not going to happen. We took out a terrorist. We, we are seeing Iran respond by firing missiles. We should be praying for our servicemen and women. We should be prepared to defend our servicemen and women, and that may, may result in subsequent airstrikes. But, but nobody believes that, that, that the president of this administration is going to send in major ground troops or this is going to escalate uh, in, into an extended military conflict. And, and I, for one, certainly hope and don't believe that it will. But what do you make of this reaction? I've never really seen anything like this. In the media, in the Democrat Party, it's almost identical, which is attack Trump. 
I mean, yeah. if you're the enemy and you're watching American TV, you have to be pretty happy with the propaganda you're seeing on American TV. Well, unfortunately, that's exactly right. You're seeing mainstream media outlets describing Soleimani, the most dangerous terrorist in the world, as this revered general. I mean, and it's it's the sort of stuff. Look, Pravda would would blush at saying. I mean, it's just pure propaganda. And, and for Democrats, you know, it, it's unfortunate that it used to long be the case and the standard that politics end at the water's edge, and particularly when you're dealing with military conflict, that you don't engage in, in, in partisan battles when it comes to standing with servicemen and women, particularly stationed abroad and engaged in, in military conflict and at risk. Today's Democratic Party, they, they seem to be motivated by and believe in only one thing, which is that they hate Donald J. Trump with an all-consuming passion. And that means if they have to defend Iran, if they have to defend Soleimani, if they have to defend terrorists, if they have to attack servicemen and women, they've been far too willing to do that. I think that's a really dangerous and it's a really sad threshold that we're seeing Washington Democrats crossing. You know, and they pretend they're not, but they are. And... um this is the party that backed Obama, who yep. gave this enemy <clears throat> a little under $2 billion in ransom money, but also made it possible for them to receive $150 billion. So, you know, that's worse than appeasement, isn't it? Uh, it's not only appeasement, it's, it's funding your enemies. I mean, it, it, it is not an exaggeration to say these missiles that are being fired at American servicemen and women tonight were in a very real sense funded by the, the, the incredible foolishness of the Obama nuclear deal that gave Iran, gave the Ayatollah over $100 billion. They literally flew $1.7 billion in cash and unmarked bills on pallets in planes in the dead of night. You know, what, are they, what do you think they've used to build the military that they're now attacking us with? And, and, and that's why... Look, one of the simplest principles of, of life and, and, and policy and politics is don't give billions of dollars to people who want to kill you. And, and, and I think instead the response when you have terrorists like Soleimani who target Americans over and over and over again, who murder Americans over and over and over again, we will respond. We will respond with, with strength and determination. And if you're a terrorist who targets Americans, you, you risk the force of, of American military retaliation, and, and you risk losing your life, as, as Soleimani did. And there wasn't a single Democrat running for president who supported taking out Soleimani, who defended what the president did. In fact, every single one of them accused the president of being uh, provocative and escalating yep. the situation. Isn't that appalling? Yep. It is. As you know, in the Senate, I've introduced a resolution commending the administration, commending our servicemen and women for taking out the leading terrorists in the world. And, and the resolution I introduced is very deliberately worded almost word for word, like the resolution the Senate passed commending President Obama and the Obama administration for taking out bin Laden. And, and, and it, it was designed, we used almost the identical wording. That resolution passed the United States Senate unanimously, 100 to nothing. Every Republican, every Democrat supported it. We'll see what happens now as we stand here today. I've got 27 co-sponsors, all Republicans. I have a total of zero Democrats because taking out terrorists, they were willing to say it was okay for Obama to do it. But if it's Trump, uh, apparently it doesn't matter if it's a terrorist who is murdering 
who the Department of Defense has specified is directly responsible for the deaths of at least 603 American servicemen and women, and yet partisan attacks matters apparently more than that. That, that That's a really tragic situation we find ourselves in. I, I think a lot of the president's critics, including what I call these code pink Republicans, they don't really understand the, the, the policy here. I, I call this the Trump doctrine. I'd be curious to know what you think. It's basically, it's certainly not the Obama appeasement doctrine. Right. And it's not the Bush um, doctrine of interventionism yep. and, and building uh, states and, you know, Jeffersonian democracy and so forth. It is build the strongest military on the face of the earth, defend America, advance America's national security, and when necessary, use our military. It's not an ideological doctrine. It's a prudential doctrine. Does that sound about right? I, I think that's exactly right, and, and, and it is reminiscent uh, of, of Ronald Reagan's philosophy exactly. peace through strength. And, and, and look, I, I spend a lot of time with President Trump, and particularly on foreign policy and national security. And, and when it comes to Iran, uh, I spent a great deal of time urging President Trump to pull out of Obama's catastrophic Iranian nuclear deal. He did so. Well, let me stop the you there. Trump. You deserve a lot of credit. In fact, you didn't just urge it. You led the way. <laughs> On that, well, and, and I want to and, thank and, you. And he showed the courage to do it, so I'm grateful he showed the courage to do it. Today was an or, or taking out Soleimani was an example of strength. You know, my view. I've described my foreign policy as I'm a non-interventionist hawk, mm-hmm. which means I don't want to be going down the road that we have seen in the past of some Republicans who want to invade every country and turn every dictatorship, try to turn it into Switzerland. Our job, the job of our military is not to do nation building. I don't want to go into to Iran and rebuild it and try to turn it into a democratic utopia. I want to stop terrorists who want to kill Americans from killing Americans. And, and, and I think that has been uh, that that has been reflected in the foreign policy and national security policy that President Trump has implemented. Now, if, if, if matters escalate and, and if we do find ourselves in extended military conflict, then I think Congress plays a very important role. So I'm also not with some of those Republicans who want to give any president a blank check to engage in, in endless wars. I think if, if there is an ongoing military conflict, you need congressional authorization. But when it comes to taking out a dangerous terrorist, when it comes to defending our servicemen and women, the commander-in-chief has a responsibility, and, and I think President Trump is fulfilling that responsibility in, in defending our servicemen and women right now. Let's uh, move quickly before we run out of time to impeachment. Yep. First of all, I argue these articles of impeachment are unconstitutional. They do not comport with the, uh, with the specific language in the Constitution in any way. Uh, that any president could be impeached for, quote-unquote, obstructing Congress when they go to court or sure. abuse of power. I mean, I don't think any president would survive impeachment. Uh, she, they, they, they violate traditional due process that's been handed to past presidents and judges, for that matter, during the process. Now, Pelosi, singularly, is holding up the articles from the Senate. And I argue, is poisoning the Senate process. And uh, what is the Senate going to do about this? Well, well, look at you, Mark, arguing things like law and the Constitution and then principles like due process. Uh, Those at at times in Washington almost seem like antiquated notions. We're we're just – it's relentless Trump derangement syndrome is is what Washington's consumed by. Um, Listen, you're exactly right. The the House process, the impeachment process was was an utter charade. It it, it was a one-sided – 
partisan show trial. They didn't allow uh, the White House to cross-examine witnesses. They didn't allow the minority to call, even call witnesses. And even despite putting on a, a kangaroo court, they came up with, with, with two articles of impeachment that on their face are so profoundly deficient. Um, they don't even allege any violation of criminal law whatsoever or any violation of federal law. They don't so much as allege the president had a speeding ticket. And, and it is unprecedented in the history of our nation for any president to be impeached without an allegation of criminal conduct. That's where the House Democrats are. And then to, to, to just sort of take it from, from the ridiculous to the absurd, they pass articles of impeachment that don't come remotely close to meet, meeting the constitutional threshold of high crimes and misdemeanors, and now Pelosi doesn't want to send them over to the House. And, and there's a reason she doesn't want to send them over to the House. To, you know, ignore all the rhetoric she's spouting. The reason is simple. She knows that in, in any fair proceeding that respects due process, and, and if we have a Senate trial, there will be a fair proceeding that respects due process, she, know these, she knows these claims would be thrown out, that they're, they're laughable on their face because the evidence did not support uh, the, the, the claims of impeachable conduct. That's why she's not sending it over, because this is, this is a press game. This is a media game. This is not about actually the Constitution. I think it's disgraceful what the House is doing. And my concern is now you can be impeached for almost anything. So they've created a precedent here, and if the Senate doesn't put its foot down and put its foot down quickly, this will be a precedent that survives. Uh, you, you're right, and, and the constitutional standard, and you know this history, but, 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 but not all your listeners may know the constitutional history, that, that originally the draft of the Constitution said that a president could be impeached for treason or bribery. And at the Constitutional Convention, George Mason stood up. He said, look, treason or bribery is too narrow. There may be instances that are broader. So George Mason introduced an, an amendment and wanted to add the word maladministration so that it would read treason, bribery, or maladministration. In response to that, James Madison stood up. James Madison, as you know, father of the Constitution, he said, look, maladministration is too broad. If maladministration is the standard, then any time a, a Senate disagrees with the president or a House disagrees with the president, they can impeach him. So Madison proposed, let's take out maladministration and let's add the words other high crimes and misdemeanors. And that's, of course, what the text of the Constitution says today. And it was because maladministration was too broad we need to follow the law, and this, this, this House proceeding has nothing to do with the Constitution and has everything to do with partisan hatred and animus of Donald Trump. And, and, and it's, they've been trying to impeach this president since the day he was elected because they're mad at the American people for electing him, and that is an abuse of the Constitution to misuse the impeachment proceedings in that way. Ted Cruz, I want to thank you. I know you have to go. I know we have to go. You ought to come on more often. In fact, you ought to come on my Fox TV show at some point. I, I, I will do it, and, and, and it's, uh, you, you are a dear friend and a patriot, and you love the Constitution, and this is a time when, when, when all of those are, 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 are very valuable and very much needed. All right. Be safe. God bless you. God bless you. All right. Boy, is he, is he sharp, Mr. Producer, or what? We'll be right back. Mark in. American dystopia, Mr. Producer. You might even call it Ameritopia, you know? CNN, I think, is somewhat pleased about the Iranian 
firing, Iran firing 12 missiles, because it takes this off the headlines. CNN settles lawsuit from Free Beacon Man of the Year, Nick Sandman, as reported by Free Beacon. Covington Catholic High School student Nick Sandman scored a legal victory against fake news after CNN agreed to settle a lawsuit alleging the network falsely tarred the teenager as a racist. The settlement was announced today at a hearing in a federal courthouse in Covington, Kentucky, according to Cincinnati Fox affiliate Fox 19. A source at CNN confirmed the settlement to the Washington Free Beacon, but said the details have yet to be finalized. So CNN doesn't want any of this public because CNN is not a news organization. It's a propaganda wing of the Democrat Party or vice versa. Simply safe home security is like getting commercial grade enterprise level security, but for your own home. Think about the security Fortune 500 companies use. They need to know police are going to be on the scene immediately. It's exactly the kind of security you get with Simply Safe. Now if there's a break in <coughs> pardon me. There's a break-in. Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the crime. And that means police dispatch up to 350% faster than for a normal burglar alarm. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching your home. Plus, Simply Safe protects your home from fires, water damage, and carbon monoxide poisoning. You can set up your system yourself with no tools needed, or Simply Safe's experts can do it for you. And it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts, no wires. Go to simplysafemark.com today to get free shipping on your order plus a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafemark.com to save on home security today. Simplysafemark.com. If you don't have it, please don't wait anymore. Protect yourselves. You know, Deborah's home was stolen. Now, I don't mean thieves stole stuff in the home. I mean scammers literally stole her home. Think that's not possible? It is. The FBI calls home title theft one of the fastest-growing white-collar crimes. And this story is why you need home, home title lock. Excuse me. Deborah says, Criminals found the title to our home online and filed fraudulent documents claiming they owned it. But it gets worse. She says, I was evicted from my own home, and 85 grand in equity, gone. Nobody believes you can get your home stolen this easily. Well, friends, this is why you need to get home title lock, because no insurance or bank protects your home from title theft. First things first, go to HomeTitleLock.com, register your address to see if you're already a victim and don't know it, and sign up to help protect the legal title to your home so you don't end up like Deborah. And to get you started, I got you 60 risk-free days of protection. So go to HomeTitleLock.com, HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. I want to sincerely apologize to you as I catch my breath uh, reading the uh, commercials. I'm sure it's not very pleasant to listen to, but trust me, it's not very pleasant to do it either. Mr. Producer, one quick call. Let's go. Anybody, go. Rosario, New Jersey, WABC, 30 seconds. Go. Well, Mark, I just love you. I have bought your books. I follow your, uh, uh, your uh, education, and I use it to be an activist of sorts because I call and I follow your words. And I well, Rosario, and Paula, I want to thank you very, very much. God bless you, my friend. 
I want to salute the United States military, all of our heroes. We, the American people, stand behind you, even if the Democrats and the media don't. And I'm quite serious about this. And I want to thank the Commander-in-Chief. We pray for you. We know you'll make the right decisions. Hang strong. I'll see you tomorrow. 